The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being on our show today with us, all of you live streamers and those of you that are listening later on an MP3. We really appreciate your presence and for being here. We really, truly practice the energy of being an intentional spirit, and there's a big difference between people that are intentional and people that have intentions. Intentions are wonderful, and and people are mindful of doing the right thing. But yet it's an intentional spirit that allows a consciousness where they put effort into, they never stop, never stop moving forward, never stop with their purpose uh, based on how they're feeling or anything else because they are clear about their intentional presence. And so none other than our guest today, I'm so delighted to have Robert Clancy with us. He is a mover and a shaker. He operates on the idea of love. Robert, welcome to our show today. So glad you're here. Well, thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure to be back on the show. So you, the last time you and I spoke, you were doing a lot with your new work of leadership, opportunity, volunteerism, and enthusiasm. Your whole purpose is working with this concept and this idea of love. Um, what's been going on with you as far as uh, your dreams, your ideas, um, I'm sure things have changed in a year, because you were moving and changing then, actually. <laughs> well, I, I've been continuing with my uh, daily posts, and, uh, you know, as many as I can do, and uh, I also have an upcoming uh, show, Guide to the Soul. It's going to be uh, an internet uh, television show, so that that's in the works right now. And my new book is coming out in September, which is uh, Soul Ciphers, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness. What do you feel is, is so significant about the work that you're doing, and why are you so driven by it? Yeah, it's, um, you know, one thing that we can do, and I woke up one day, was just to put something positive out every single day. 
And as hard as that is, you know, <laughs> sometimes being human is not easy. And, uh, you know, to wake up and try to think of something inspirational. And then, you know, it became a responsibility as more and more people started tuning into the messages. And I get, you know, people contacting me from all over the world uh, that have just, you know, just struggling with different uh, issues from depression to uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, you know, suicidal thoughts to issues with just love in general. And, uh, you know, to be able to put those messages out every day is just an extreme responsibility for me. And was your life always that way? I mean, I, I feel that it's always significant because, you know, sometimes when you meet someone and they have 500 and something thousand likes on Facebook they travel all over the world or, you know, they have that uh, credible voice on the planet. A lot of times people will go, wow, you know, it's so nice that, you know, you were groomed to do that all your life and everything's just been working out for you so nicely and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I always like to do the story behind the story. What shaped you early on in your life by either supporting you or not supporting you? Well, you know, there there were a lot of things. Um, one, you know, I just have to draw back to your parents, and, and my parents certainly were great examples. My mother was a beautician, but uh, also showed me how kindness uh, really matters. And at, at her wake, um, while I was standing in the line, uh, you know, these people were coming up, and this one woman stopped me, and she said, I always went to your mother, not because she made me look beautiful. She certainly did that but she always made me feel beautiful. And my, my father was um, the ultimate volunteer because he was in World War II, so he was on Omaha Beach during the D-Day invasion and really taught me what leadership and volunteerism was and stepping up and, and doing what's right and putting yourself out there. And that, you know, those two pieces probably shaped me. And the other, the third one is, I, you know, from a very early age, even before I could speak, I always knew what love was. You just feel like you, you came with that, that depth of understanding. What, what is love to you? Love is how we're connected to the very fabric of the universe. It's um, a simple word that we place this label on something so vast we can't even understand it. And, you know, for me, love is everything that we are, everything will ever be, and everything we are always meant to be. I, I love that. I love the statement that says where there's life, there's love, and where there's love, there's life. And where, where you're coming from is where that, that presence of love is always empowering, always giving of itself. We can't outdo it. We can't outlive it. Um, it, it's always there within every cell and fiber of our being. It is the one healing agent to all things. And, you know, I, I love what you're saying because it is so true. Often when people hear the word love, they think Valentine's Day. They think, oh, two hearts united. Um, oh, wow, well, you know, couple, isn't this beautiful? And there's nothing wrong with that kind of love. But the love you're talking about is a much more expansive that in addition to you would have that in your life if you choose to. But when you really know that the, the greater love is all there is, 
there's a whole different way of being interdependent with life itself. Um, that you're not showing up needy, codependent. Um, I would be okay if so-and-so liked me. And I'm just kind of going through all this because I'm making sure that I'm, I'm really resonating with uh, where you're coming from. We have Thomas who's joining us online, and he's saying that love is respect. And love is life, and love is anything beautiful. So I love how you look at it, Robert. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's, you know, your greatest wealth lies within you. And I always um, marvel at how much we have to spend. It's infinite because that love never ends, never dies, and it's there always um, to share, and it's meant to be shared. So that's, you know, I always tell people I thank them from the bottom of my heart, but I've never gotten there. Hmm. I want you to say that one again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thank you. I, yeah, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, but I've never gotten there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I, I used that one time um, and quoted you, of course. <laughs> Let's be clear. Uh, Robert Clancy says, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and my heart has no bottom. Um, <laughs> because that's, that's not possible. It's absolutely not possible. Right. So when, when people are able to really grasp this broader and deeper and more expansive meaning of love, it's certainly what we teach um, all the time. It's certainly what we weave into our principle-based life within unity and new thought and, and metaphysics. Um, what do you feel are some of the before and after afters? Because, you know, often when we talk about an expansive love, um, it, it does, even though it's a practice and it's about going inside, I think some people think of it as a theory other than practical application, or how do I practice it? I understand, Robert, what you're saying about expansive love. That's real wonderful, but I go over to this place where I work every day, and they're unkind. They don't see my gifts and talents. Uh, they're certainly not paying me what I'm due. You know, where, where do you come from from the place of the everyday practice of the bigger picture of love? Well, first, it, and you touched on it, it's when you encounter environments where you feel, and I'll stress the word feel, that you're not accepted or brought in. And some of that ties into not, uh, you know, ego in the sense of, you know, that person's smug, but ego in the sense that you feel wanted or needy in that sense or codependent, as you, you mentioned. And so it's attitude and perspective. Uh, when you start getting into those those uh, routines of that, take a step back and look at the bigger picture. You know, my my perception is we never see the beautiful painting that God has painted for us because we're standing on the canvas. And so, when you can't see that big picture and how big and expansive that is, it's it's part of um, perspective and and pulling yourself back. The second part is gratitude. And practicing that and being thankful for everything that you have and that you're bringing to the world and being empowered through the leadership to do that and then paying it forward. It, it's all part of your mindset. And when you have that, it just broadens um, those pieces. And I have three keys to life. And it's starting with 
um, how you bring love in. And it's unlock the beauty in your heart. Then you need to unchain your dreams to do what you love. (laughs) And then you need to free your soul to bring this to others through kindness and compassion. And those three things help you uh, move forward and, and live, I guess, a more fulfilled life. So how do we unlock our heart? Or how do we know that it needs to be unlocking in many cases? <laughs> well, if you, you know, love can always be unlocked. And, and there is, uh, the first step is to realize your heart is never locked. <laughs> Only you are putting up this temporary wall sometimes. And it's probably from a bad relationship or something when you bring it to that level. But when you move beyond that, it's um, through meditation, I, I found that you can connect and just have a, a more deeper appreciation for everything. And that was when I had my profound experience was when I, I first meditated. And, uh, you know, in the simplest levels, it will definitely reduce your stress. And I don't really have um, what people call stress. I think, you know, when you have uh, fear or doubt, those things bring into stress, but when you have those, is it really stress or is it just that you're frustrated? Sometimes you can mislabel stress for frustration, which may cause stress, but it's really not that part. <laughs> so so often it's it's the labels, isn't it? I mean that that's part of the work that you do is is asking people to go deeper. <laughs> To go further, and, and, and you know, like there's the word called busy that people kind of use now as a mantra prayer all the time. I don't, yeah. you know, I've gotten where I don't even ask people how are they, how are you doing, or how are you. Um, I used to say how are you doing, and I stopped doing that because it implies people are talking about their doingness instead of their beingness, and so then that kind of transformed to well, how are you? Um, you know, it's some kind of statement to get started, you know, kind of jumpstart the conversation. Um, now it's more like, well, good to see you, or if it's true. <laughs> right. And yeah, you touched on a, you touched on a really important thing. You said labels. Yes. And when you place labels upon yourself, what are those labels? Are they negative or are they positive? I met this woman, it was in, um, a lockdown ward at the hospital, I was invited in to speak to people between the ages of 18 and 25 who all attempted suicide the week prior. And this one woman was crying and she said, you know, I've had all these labels of being, you know, bipolar or insane or crazy or whatever. And, you know, when she realized that, you know, these labels were self, you know, imposed upon her because she took them to heart. I said this quote to her. I said, unconditional love is like a bottle of fine wine. When you open it and let it breathe a bit before drinking it, sweet nectar. Although wine comes in a bottle with a label, when you fill your glass, it looks past any of those labels that you've placed upon yourself. So if you think about, you know, wine has label, but it's only best when you open it and allow it to breathe. And you need to be open to new things and changing those labels that you place upon yourself. It, it's it's um, somewhat like um, when we continue to wor- use words that have certain meaning, 
or we've adapted habits because we've heard that's the other words that everybody uses, you know, and on and on. It's almost like we just continue to repeat more and more of what we're not seeking. Um, is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know it's correct, but I mean from your perspective and what you're talking about, unlocking your heart. Um, I was talking this morning um, with my beloved partner, and we were talking about one of my favorite uh, sayings uh, came from a guy named Stretton Smith, uh, who taught prosperity. And he said, you know, there's a big difference between setting things right and the ability to see things right. And I, I love that because when you're setting things right, it's almost like you keep regurgitating the same event, the same experience, uh, the child that keeps drinking or the habit that you still have or why don't you have enough money in the bank and what did you do wrong? It, it often appears to me that it's like looking at something's missing or I'm trying to set it right, you know, so therefore if I just get this one more thing, you know, whereas seeing it right is more in alignment with what you're saying to see it differently. Because if I had the capacity to look at it and set it right, I would have done that a long time ago. Is that kind of, are we on the same page with where you're coming from? Absolutely. And I was in Schoharie County uh, in New York and they were devastated by this huge, um, it was a flood that flooded the town to probably eight feet under. And these are all historic homes and everything. So this was this community and this farming community was devastated. I was down there volunteering after, you know, a couple months after this happened, I was cleaning up one of the museums that they had and the town, all the people got together and they were making lunch for everyone. So I walked into this um, historic house and it was completely gutted from the top of the door jam all the way to the floor. Just plastic was hanging and it started raining out, and then they, they they announced that there might be floods. So obviously this really shook up everybody there. And this little boy came in, and he stands in the doorway, and he looks out at the, the stormy clouds, and he said, what a grumpy day. I just remember because I chuckled when he said this. And there was a woman there from the town, and she said, yeah, you know, you might think it's a grumpy day, but actually our farmers need the rain because it's going to help grow the crops and we've had a little bit of a dry spell. So this is good. And he smiled, turned around, sat down with his lunch and just beamed and said, a many penny. He just yells it out. And I thought just that little tweak from somebody changing his perspective changed how he perceived everything that day. Oh, that's cool. It helped him unlock his heart. Yes. And see it differently. See those storm clouds as something good rather than something bad. And I know that, you know, his family lost everything in that, that storm. Um, Cause I was standing there in the road. I remember looking at the sand and saying, wow, the sand here is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And this woman came over and she said, that's not sand. That's all the windows and our china and our fine glasses and everything ground up into a little powder from the storm. Wow. What a, what a different approach, right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, to me, I just, I love it and I, I love your work. I've certainly benefited from using it because it's, um, 
it kind of reminds me of the autobiography of life. You probably heard that one. You know, chapter one, I walk down the street, there's a holes in the sidewalk and I fall in it. In chapter two, I go down the same street, holes in the sidewalk, I fall in it again. Chapter three, walk down, hole, I fall in the hole again, but I get out quicker, you know, this time. And chapter four, I walk around the hole in the street, but chapter five, I take a new street. (laughs) Absolutely. It sounds like that's the whole uh, premise of the teaching, of learning to take a, a different street. Like, often when people think, talk about labels, they think about miracles, they think about, you know, someone was healed of cancer, or someone was told they only have so many few months to live, and, you know, and then they, you know, lived like ten times the amount of time, the duration they were told, or, you know, or a child returned that had been estranged for 25 years, and they, they think of miracles of, of that, or all that, but the miracles are often the things that the car won't start and you avoid the accident or you're delayed or, you know, those are the rich miracles because you can't necessarily define them, but you know, there's some kind of um, underworkings going on that are always on your behalf. If your heart is unlocked and then you can come from that place. Right. And my wife and I have an interesting way of looking at things because anytime we're delayed or, you know, you get frustrated because you're stuck and you were trying to get from point A to point B and you can't get there. And somebody, you know, pulled out and you got stuck in this bumper to bumper traffic. And, you know, she'll remind me or I'll remind her in those moments and say, you know, maybe this prevented us from getting into a huge accident somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. And you look yeah. at it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a, a greater way to look at it. Or, you know, there's been times when the, the delay was so obvious that I even asked myself at a deeper level, why was I doing this in the first place? <laughs> and is this really something that I want to be doing? And there's been times when I've totally redirected my plan. Like it's just maybe it's not mine to do, but I somehow got committed to it and didn't really want to do it, you know, that kind of thing. So unlock your heart is is definitely a big one of um, of realizing that you're the only one. If it is locked, you're the only one that's locked it because it's not really possible. <laughs> what was the second one? Uh, it's um, unchain your dreams to do what you love. And dreams, you know, it's not that people, you know, dreamers aren't lost in thought. They're going places that no one else has ever dreamed of. And you need to think big. You need to move beyond what you have, and you need to follow your true path and what makes you happy. Um, you know, having the right job, having the right people around you, your circles. And I, I talk a lot about circles. Um, and, you know, you have family circle, uh, friend circles, business circles, and all of these intersect on different levels. And when you can really unchain what you want to do and transcend that, that's living life. That is finding what you're truly passionate about. And there's two paths sometimes. There's your career and there's your calling. And if you can align those, it almost uh, they twist together almost like a, a vine or a DNA, and it becomes uh, all in one. And when you realize that 
they're not different paths, that you're always walking the same road, no matter what you're doing, as long as you're moving forward. So let's let's look at those because you you teach this so frequently. It's just like you know the new norm for you. But let's break these down a little bit more for all of our live streamers today that are with us on Facebook Live. I want to thank you for tuning in, and we appreciate you so much because of you. We're in countries all over the world, and people are continuously listening and sharing, and we're very very grateful. Um, Robert, when you talk about the dream. Did I understand you? You're saying that you know when you're talking about a dream, let's make it like really, really big, like huge, big, right? You're. Is that what you're saying? Is that you want to expand as much as you possibly can, like that? Um, that the biggest list that you can come up with inside yourself, without trying to think about how or. Or when, or or why it's going to come into being? Is that what you're saying? Yes. <clears throat> yes. You need to set your GPS, and I, I often talk about this, where people have great faith in in things, and it's not that you're going to let go of the steering wheel. Just like when you drive your car to a destination that you've set, and you set it in your GPS, and maybe you you know, or you get your map out or whatever, and you you pick your route. Um, you have to realize that you still have to drive the car. The car doesn't drive itself, so you have to take those steps to move toward that. But it's setting that intention to begin with and putting it out in the universe that this is where I want to go. And, you know, always look at it, you'll have so much to learn. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I have several companies that I've started and, and run. And when I started it, you know, my wife said something. She said, well, what's what if we fail? And I said, well, that's... Now that you know what that is, that's, that's out of the way. Because look at what we have to gain while we fail. <laughs> you know, if we do, we have all this knowledge and, and uh, experience and creativity that we can, we can enjoy while we're on this journey together. So that was 27 years ago. We, we haven't failed, so we're still going. We passed the 5-year, the 10-year, the 15, the 20. And, you know, now it's just... It would take a lot to to kill the business, <laughs> in a sense, um, right. you know, for for us. But you set your you set a large dream and, and you you travel the path. So there's um, and I I found the value either in treasure mapping uh, some of those bigger ideas or um, writing them down. I I have a list that the pages are have kind of faded over the years that I wrote in the nineties. And it is amazing to me how I'll go back every year or two and read some of those. And it's like, it's a, it's incredible all the things that have, you know, manifest over time. I, I love the work. Have you ever heard of uh, John Goddard? I, I have not. Well, you can, you can look him up or, or Google him. He, he's not with us anymore on this side, but he made a list of a um, hundred and something. I want to say 127. I haven't told the story in a long time. But I made a list about certain places in Africa. I mean, like bizarre things, you know, not I want to be successful in business. I mean, just big, specific things that he wanted to do in his life. And it seems to me he achieved all but 12 or something within his lifetime. And 
the list is on the internet, and it's just fascinating because he put them down, even though they were bizarre and in no way possible, many of them, but they became possible. So I just, I absolutely love that. <laughs> so we're encouraging all of you that are listening today, if you haven't made your list, to make it. Um, we'd also like some comments on what you have on your dream list because Robert is the kind of person coaches and supports as an inspirational speaker and author for many people to achieve their goals that way. But Robert, you also said that there's a difference between a calling and a, did you say the calling and the career? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I've always felt like I had these two paths, but it took me uh, till later in life, I realized that I've been walking both at the same time and how they, they intertwine together and how they help each other. Um, Cause I felt like I've had this spiritual calling and then I have a highly developed technical uh, side. I'm a programmer <laughs> by nature. So I have the most logic. The only way I can describe myself is I'm Spock. I'm, <laughs> I have the human side and then I have this, huge technical side, and uh, sometimes they don't always align. I got Spirit Bob, and I have uh, Tech Bob. <laughs> they have to kind of work together. That's a good description of you, Dr. Spock. That's, uh, <laughs> it, it's spot on. I was telling a group of people not long ago, isn't it incredible that we live in the Star Wars and the, uh, the Jetson era now? You know, you can go back and watch those old uh, Star Wars things, and they're using something very similar to an iPad. It's pretty fascinating. Yes. A lot of the technology that was dreamed up there is is being, you know, used today. And, you know, you think about how how much we've changed just from the the early 90s till now. Uh, You know, if you think about it, the color monitor was was created around you know eighty eight eighty nine you know that that was you could mm-hmm. afford one for eight thousand dollars and <laughs> just cell phone technology in general you know just to have a fax back then just to be able to send a piece of paper through a phone line was amazing and what we have today and how fast communications travel and I guess uh, that's where my career and calling kind of coincided because I have web development experience and application development to promote and get these messages out and use the tools that are there to promote these positive messages. That's awesome. Well, we're listening to Robert Clancy, amazing author, teacher, inspirational speaker, and guide. Um, Robert, tell us a little bit about what we can find on your website. Okay, well, on my website, I have a, uh, a newsletter you can sign up for, and I periodically send out um, uh, expansive information about what I post online, but also I share other books from friends and just a lot of content that, that um, is great. And you also get gifts uh, for that. So I have guided meditations. I have uh, my Love's Awakenings uh, poetry book, which you can download for free, and there's some music up there as well. So. Those are all gifts uh, that I gift out for signing up for that. Uh, and then my Facebook page is where I'm most active, uh, where I post uh, almost every day uh, and share posts from other inspirational sources. But uh, 95% of it I write um, either that morning or some somewhere along there. I try to come up with an original something to share with the world. 
And I'm, I'm telling you, if you're, if you love quotes, I, I certainly do. I've been collecting quotes um, since I'm a teenager, really. Whoever knew it would become the new Twitter norm. But um, if you <laughs> love quotes, you'll, you'll love uh, Robert Clancy's work because he, he just really uh, hits home when it comes to things that go right to your heart or help you have a paradigm shift and those kind of things. And be sure and go to Guide to the Soul. Dot com. That's guide to the soul.com. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank all of you. We thank you so much for being with us today, and we'll be right back with you. Thank you so much. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free you pray app and links to download. Visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash app. It is the birthright of each and every one of us to live an awakened life. Most religions and spiritual traditions teach us that we need to adopt a certain belief system or follow some prescribed steps to attain a state of enlightenment. A long-held belief about awakening is that only a small number of people destined to become gurus or spiritual teachers can attain it. It is certainly true that until recent times, only a small number of people on the planet had attained this state of full self-realization. These saints, mystics, and spiritual masters were seen as special. They certainly were at the time. However, times are changing. This message was brought to you by T.J. Woodward, host of Awakened Living Radio. Learn more from T.J. on his weekly podcasts. Episodes are available on unityonlineradio.org, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. And again, we, we love your comments and your questions. Uh, we're live on Facebook now, so whatever you want to ask, uh, we can ask Rob- Robert while he's on the line with us. He gives um, 
such inspiration. Um, and so, Robert, before we uh, stop for break, we were just talking about the fact that for you, it's not one path. It's not here's my career. These are my roles. It, it's more simply said, here I am, and I'm serving in the moment that I'm in. And um, I, I totally understand that. That's how I feel. I used to compartmentalize things, you know. This is where I'm doing my shamanic practitioner work, and, you know, today I'm doing my ministry work, and the next day I'm doing my spirit sea cruise work. And I, But now for me it's like I'm just I'm serving. You know, here I am, and I'm serving, and it makes all the difference, I feel, in the energy and that vibration of what you're bringing to the table and all of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, what you're touching on is, is related to gratitude, and it's more than just giving thanks. It's giving all the love in your heart to everyone around you and sharing your gifts with those through everything that you do, almost in, you know, embodying everything that, every action. And, and it's not easy. I can't say that this is the easiest thing to do every day. You know, we're human. Uh, we have emotions and other things get in the way. Uh, but it's, it's constantly steering that car, your, your car back to the road. And that, that's kind of the key. So we did, you know, unlock our dream, uh, unlock our heart. I really am getting this. I'm like our heart, and we have unchained our dreams. What is the third one? And the third is to free your soul to bring this joy and kindness to others. And that, for me, is through volunteering. And my definition of volunteering isn't just going down the street or volunteering at a soup kitchen or, or a nonprofit. It is everything that you do is volunteer work. Every smile that you share, every kind word that you offer, every time that you do something to ease someone else's life on this planet is how you're bringing that kindness to someone else through volunteering. And when you embody all that volunteering has to offer, um, you become that light. You become love. You become kindness. You become everything that it stands for. And that's sort of the the path is... um, you know, your thoughts dictate your actions, and your actions show others who you are. So it's it's a consistent uh, act of uh, random acts of kindness, is it not? I mean, it's, in other words, volunteer is not a role. It's not, you know, I want to sign up to volunteer to be an usher or uh, to work at the battered women's shelter. Uh, it's in addition to that. It's the... It's the daily walk of life. In other words, what I like to say is I'm more interested in the book I'm living versus the book I'm writing. In other words, you know, just making that connection. So it's it's about connection, isn't it? Yeah, love for me isn't a, just a state of mind. It's actually a state of being. It's how you are always. And when you realize that, all you are is that love, the light, the, you know, we, we say light in that sense, um, you know, not like a light bulb, but as in a bright shining, uh, you know, just perfect kindness, perfect compassion is pure light. And bringing that to the world and shining that upon everybody is, 
kind of what we're here for. And we're here to learn. We're here to learn how to do that. So you're not perfect in that regard. No one is. And me included, I'm not perfect at all. And, uh, my wife will definitely attest to that one. <laughs> but we all need to strive to to head down and, and try to find that. And when you become that um, beaming ray of sun around others, it's, you know, having fun with it, having fun and bringing that kindness out into the world. So when someone contacts you, and I know many people do, and you you also made reference to it when we first started talking, and they are saying that they are, you know, currently depressed and just can't seem to put it together. Where where do you start from that? I mean, what what is the what is the work or the recommendations of that space? Yeah, it's it's not easy. And, you know, the first thing I, I do is try to learn why they're struggling, what are they going through, and then to try to take them into a different perspective on it. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a licensed therapist by any means or anything along there. But, you know, if somebody asks for help, I'm going to try to help as best I can and in the most positive way that I can. And it's changing their perspective, finding out what their issue is. A lot of them um, come down to self-worth or self-esteem or they're, they're healing from something, uh, from some great grief or a loss. And I certainly have experienced it. And they know that, you know, when you speak from the heart, you speak from a place of truth. Um, you know, I can't say my last few years have been easy in that regard. I lost both of my parents. My uh, 18-year-old niece passed away three years ago this week. Well, um, at, while she was in her um, second semester at college and my best friend's sister, who I grew up with, um, committed suicide. His aunt committed suicide and his grandmother committed suicide and both of his parents died. And then uh, about three weeks ago, my best friend on this planet just passed away. So, oh my yeah, I have been through, you know, you both of us. <laughs> well, that's. I bet's a lot. I mean, that's beyond words a lot. Like, wow. Yeah. And, and transcending that grief. And I don't, like, you can't say it was easy. And I can't say I'm through it all. Um, but I try to rise above and think, you know, what would my friends say? And at, at the grave site, my other friend, where there's five of us that grew up together from first grade on. And we had just carried his casket and put it onto his grave. And he was kind of the glue that held us five together. You know, he was the one always calling us and saying, hey, let's get together. Let's do this. And now we realize we have to take it upon ourselves to make that happen. And while we're standing there, my one friend is a diehard Steelers fan. This kid, you know, growing up as a, as a child, he had the lunchbox, the sneakers, his raincoat, the, the hat, the gloves. Everything was Steelers. And he had matching everything. And, of course, it's in winter while we're doing this. So what does he have on his Steelers hat as he's carrying this over? After we put it down, he was next to his wife. And, I mean, he folded up in deep, deep grief. I, he was crying as hard as I've ever seen him cry in his life. And I just walked over to him and I said, do you realize if Jeff was standing next to us right now, he'd say, why the hell do you have that Steelers hat on? 
And he just burst out laughing and said, you're right. And I said, you know, Jeff is always with us and he will always be with us. And, you know, realize that. And, you know, it was a deep moment and it was funny because he's crying as hard as he can, then started laughing as hard as he could. And we realized, you know, how silly the moment was and how Jeff would have brought that to us. So we realized, you know, how much he impacted our lives. And it's all about those circles that you have around you. And that, that's part of what, you know, I started evaluating is, you know, your friends are your most precious circles. So, you know, there are special people that, um, you know, come and go from your circles at any time and you can grow them and you can expand your, your circle of friends at any time. And those are the ones that, you know, when you find those true friends in there, they've never doubted your friendship for a second. And that's what I had. I met this, um, you know, a Jeff, the, my friend, in first grade. We turned around on the playground and we just said, you want to be friends? And that was it. We never questioned it ever again. We just were. That is very powerful. When you were talking about the circles, um, you were saying that we have circles of friends and then we have the family circle. And I believe there were a couple of others that you mentioned as well, weren't there? Yeah, you have business circles um, and, and a lot of, and I said they overlap. And then you have your greater circle of just the earth and, and the world and everybody around you. So your, your entire circle is that. And I love the shape of the circle because it is a, if you're into math, it has pi in it, right? Pi is that infinite number, 3.14. Well, three is the number of a triangle, which is the strongest architectural shape you can possibly have in nature or in anywhere. And that's why the pyramids are still standing. So that's in there. And then you have this infinite number, but it doesn't make any sense because it's this closed shape. So you have to realize that although you feel like you're in a circle sometimes, you're just as infinite as that number that is encompassing part of it. And your friends and family are ever expanding just like that circle. So I love the, um, that's my, my uh, spiritual Bob side and tech Bob side talking together. (laughs) There comes Dr. Spock again. He's coming. (laughs) And so you just keep expanding the the circle and and realizing the importance of of who is in your life and how they're supporting you with that you know that unconditional connection. I I love the fact that you said your your friend was Jeff was friend from the get go from first grade and it was never a question. And it's so valuable to have those kind of rich connections that way and in business as well where there's not a question, you know, people really see your dream. It's not too big for them to uh, manage or support. Or I've been so fortunate in my life that I've surrounded myself always with mastermind uh, individuals that we do. We're not geographically in the same city necessarily, but we do our, our holding our intentions and our dreams. And it just is magical, you know, how it continues to come together. And I always ask, you know, why do we draw halos on angels or things like that? And and where did that come from? And then I realized one day it is that infinite shape. It's, it's kind of the model of the universe is that sphere, that circle. 
And when you draw that halo above the head, it just means that you're directly connected to all of that and that love. And so to me, the circle is love, and that's um, why it's it's around you. So that's the my pun for today. <laughs> well, you have you have so much wisdom, and, um, and your first book has just done so well. And tell us the name of the next one that's going to be coming out in September. Yep, that one again is it's Soul Ciphers: Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness. So I'm bringing in ciphers are codes, things that you need to unlock. And when you start decoding yourself, because I almost approach happiness to solving that code within you. And I have inspirational stories. And then at the end of each chapter, I have decodes, three decodes that you can apply to your daily life. And one of them, for instance, would be, do you smile when you're alone? And why not? Because smiling when you're alone is the smile you share for yourself. We're the only ones on this planet, only creatures that have a smile. I mean, a cat can purr, a dog can wag its tail. We can smile, and we need to share that. It was given to us for a reason, those expressions. And that is your expression of love, an easy way to do that. And you can lighten up somebody just by walking around, sharing that smile. It can get you the job at your next job interview. It can get you your raise possibly at your next uh, evaluation. How many people look scared when they're in there doing those things? You need to bring that smile to the front. <laughs> they're in there for a job interview, and they have a look in their physiological being that goes, there is no way you want to hire me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you need to smile and, and walk in and, and just, be bring that forward. That's your first ticket is is opening that and that brings that love forward and you completely, you know, will change your demeanor if you smile, especially if you're by yourself. I do it when I'm in the car, you know, somebody cuts you off and you get really frustrated. <laughs> Just fun. smile. I do too. I do too. And I, I wave yeah. or I often do the peace sign. You know, like how you doing? Yeah. It just really <laughs> It really changes everything. You're so right. Or if somebody blows the horn at me, you know, which obviously they feel there's a reason to do so. Uh, and sometimes they know what the reason is and maybe I don't. <laughs> but, but I wave, you know, I wave at them and how are you? Oh, I didn't know you knew me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just changes the, the energy. Well, I'm going to really look at that because I... Um, I'm going to look at, you know, when I'm alone, which is quite often because I enjoy it um, and require it being a public person um, and just see if I'm actually, you know, holding that containment of a, of a smile. Um, that's an area that, you know, is a public speaking coach and, and just as a person aware of, you know, doing human development work that it always amazes me how, you know, people can walk around so often and they're, so unconscious of such a either a weary or a dread or a, a non-expressive look on their face and they don't understand that they're getting that mirror back everywhere they go you know they're taking that look um, i like what you're saying because i i like to say uh if you're so happy why haven't you uh told your face i love that one 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I want to urge all of you to know more about uh, Robert Clancy's work. Um, you can go to his website, guidetothesoul.com. Uh, you can see when you look at his various pages on Facebook that he definitely has the uh, Dr. Spock gift because he has 500,000 plus likes and uh, up and climbing, you know, all the time. And his quotes and his work will energize you, it will invigorate you, and it will inspire you. I also want to thank all of you that you're continuing ongoing efforts to support and promote Unity Online Radio because of you. We're in so many different countries, and our show is known throughout the world. If you are inspired, as I I know I am, um, please continue to join us and find out the various things we're doing by going to templehays.com or also go to our spiritual campus, which is firstunity.org. I love hearing from any of you on my uh, website, on the contact page. I love to hear various guests that you would like to have us have here on the show, different things that interest you, things that align with our values and the intentional spirit. So, Robert, uh, lead us with um, some great wisdom of of what you feel uh, really resonates with your life every day. Well, it, it, it deals with volunteerism, and I have this poem that I, I will share that I wrote. It's called Life's Beautiful Flowers. Not a single one of those, these blossoms will curse the dark of night, for they always believe in dawn's dancing light. Kindness is their aroma. Sweetness is their scent. Their souls are angelic, so heavenly scent. Each of their petals, rich and beautifully colored, They're often found together helping others. Compassion blooms around them. They wipe away the tears. For these precious flowers are the ones we call the volunteers. Oh, that's beautiful. I really love that. That's (laughs) just, uh, it's so true. You know, it's just, it makes all the difference in the world just to offer that, that one thing. And I, I find so often, you know, people keep saying, oh, I, I want to be more spiritual. First of all, you always are. But um, I am spiritual, you know, then I'm going to do some good for, you know, those people over there. It's like, just do what, what is right in front of you. You know, that is one of the greatest blessings that you'll ever know is just responding to what is right in front of you. It's like my uh, friend Robert Clancy says that I would thank you from the bottom of my heart today, but it's not <laughs> possible because there is no bottom. Thank you, Robert, for being on our show. and Thank you, everyone, and our great friends on Facebook. We really value and appreciate you, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Invite some more friends to this table that we call this amazing journey we call life. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Bless you, Robert. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida.
To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Carpenter was working at a cathedral. He was laying tiles on the highest part of the roof and wasn't making an effort to do a good job. His foreman noticed the poor work and said, you'll have to redo that portion of the roof and do it right. The carpenter asked why. No one's ever going to see these tiles way up here. The foreman answered, God will see them and God is very particular. Although other people may not see it, The universe is aware of your attitude. So are you. Your attitude affects every aspect of your life. If you change your attitude, you will change your life. Changing your thoughts helps change your actions and can result in positive changes in the world around you. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. 
Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.